All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more.
and trust. When we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, boo-boo babies. The harmony. (laughs) What's good? Oh, man. Oh, man. No, man. Oh, man. Oh, man is right. Oh, man. How are you? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, You know, this was a very normal weekend. Compared to the weekends that we've been having for the past five months. This weekend felt like a regular weekend, baby. It did. It really did. I said, okay, she's out and about living We life. were outside. We were outside. You know, um, people said that um, L.A. be wilding. Oh, my God. <laughs> people said that L.A. be wilding. I'm like. How? No different LA, than anywhere else. Because L.A. been outside. Or we've been creating experiences. You know, we'll get an Airbnb, throw a party. Yeah. People have been, we'll be outside at the beach. Mm-hmm. And that's what my weekend entailed. Not the party, but I did go. Okay, so first of all, the weekend started off with a nice run. Run the ballot. <laughs> a 5K run um, in Lamert Park. Yes. Encouraging people to register to vote and show up at the at the polls this um, upcoming election register to vote and register to vote and also be informed when you go to vote being informed is key informed being informed is essential beloved that's an essential piece we're God. going up there we're and educated we're what the fuck is going we know on what we're voting for we know who we're voting for we know what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. we also were encouraged to move our bodies movement move your body girl. movement is a form of resistance so Especially we running, because running is white. Okay, and you know that running. Running is white. Running is no joke, okay? Now, racing. Racing is black. <laughs> <laughs> running really is black. Every time black people, Africans enter into those marathons, they win. Exactly. But um. But here in the States. Yeah, I know. Running is like a white sport. I know. So, yeah. So, we ran mm-hmm. on Saturday morning. We did. Went kayaking. That we did a in little Huntington family Beach. day, Sunset Beach. But it was a Huntington, wasn't it? No, Sunset. That's literally the city. Oh, the city is Sunset Beach. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Sunset Beach, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. near Huntington. Mm-hmm. They're so white. Now that y'all think LA is wild and Sunset Beach is wild, and they ain't even wearing. They're not masks. required to wear masks. They're not wearing masks because they're in all. Orange County, in Orange County, for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason is, but they're not required to wear masks and people definitely did not have on masks. They were exercising their rights. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. They're in groups with no mask. Yeah. So that was Saturday. And then Sunday capped it off with Love Fest. <laughs> now that was the highlight, okay? That was No, the and you know, highlight. honestly, I've been struggling. This quarantine has not been easy for me. Okay. I've been missing a sense of normalcy. 
Usually my weekends are filled with activities like music, jam-packed, baby, dancing, eating, whatever the fuck it looks like. And I understand that there's a pandemic going on that's not lost on me. However, mental battles are also happening. And if there's something that I can do that's safe and friendly, I'm going to fucking do it. And that's on period. If it's alfresco dining. I'm so tired of dining alfresco. <laughs> if it's alfresco dining, if it's going to the beach, if it's hanging out with a small group of friends, if it's hanging out with family. I'm going to do it. Period. Yeah, I mean, we have to find a balance, a way to, to navigate the pandemic while being safe. A way to find a new normal. Yes. Because this is happening, but also life is happening as well. Yeah. And I'm mindful of how I've been feeling. So if opportunities present themselves to me, I'm going to do it. And, you know, Love Fest was just what the doctor ordered. That was the <laughs> prescription that the doctor ordered, honey, because we were at the beach. We were social distancing. We were outside in the air. Mm -hmm. There was music. <laughs> three DJs now it was the three DJs for me it was the three DJs it was the um libations the BYOB the BYOW the BYOB bring your own weed yes I should have said BYOT bring your own tree bring your own tree BYOC bring your own cannabis however you want to refer to a weed marijuana smoke tree we was bringing our own puff puff pass baby yeah blue face baby yeah. yeah you know it was a great time a lot of community once that once baby girl was walking around with the sage bundle i said i'm supposed to be Home. here i'm supposed to be here Home. alignment she's saging us she's getting all this shit off of us yeah the sage was the essential piece as well yes the healing that was there the thing that made that feel like normalcy were the djs for show oh yeah the djs and the lights and the sand the, the dancing and the sand my the DJs god and the movement of my body the way that my body was moving god it was like <laughs> i hadn't been there before i'm like this is new is the this way that the do? music was moving through my body my body i could feel in my body freedom yes wow so that was a good time. That was and if you want to recap, <laughs> go to my reels, my highlight real good on my story. Yeah, go to Germany's. And you'll see. It was a lot of fun. Go to Germany's page. She has all the footages. <laughs> it was really brief, but man, oh, man. Yeah. I was enjoying myself. I had a good ass time. We were really out there turning up. Yeah. The music was on point. Okay. The rosé was flowing. Yeah. Um. It was the music. It was the music. It was the music and the dancing and the sand. It was the dancing. Once I had the sand under my toes, I said, okay, yeah, grounding. Yeah, the sand, <laughs> grounding for show. <laughs> grounding. Grounding for show. Yeah, the sand was on my, covering my feet. My feet were in the sand. Yes. The music was playing. My body was moving. The gyration. Gyrations were happening. Soul train lines were formed. We initiated a soul train line. We really did. I said, "Let's get this." Old. I knew that. I knew that that crowd would respect, respect, and respond. Yeah. Cause baby, it was really black, y'all. There were yeah. some others. There was. It was minority driven. It was minority. It was minority it, driven. It was minorities. Minority driven. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely a minority um event. driven experience. And wow, people were really. Con I could tell they were Ashe community. <laughs> they were giving me that vibe i said okay this is good i'll shake that's what i said i'm like okay yes <laughs> yeah i can tell that elderberry elderberry sea moss and oregano oil were consumed before attending yes yes and the palo santo was burning on both ends i'm like okay let it burn let the incense burn on both ends baby yeah it was a good time so yeah that was a great weekend i'm hoping this weekend has a little touch of normalcy as well i know i said wow is this what y'all do here sign me up sign, sign me, me up, up for every fest same 
What do y'all need help with setting these lights up? <laughs> <laughs> Who's setting up the equipment, baby? So um, it was a great time. Oh, man. It was a great time. Yeah. So new time. week, new team. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. What's popping? Um, Brand new whip just hopped in. So we're recording this a day late because versus was yesterday and we it was three hours and we sat up. And my, my, my. Too long. It was three hours and we sat up and watched it. So um, Monica versus Brandy. Mm hmm. History was made because these two have had a long standing feud. Yes. I don't know when it started. Was it shortly after the boy is mine? I think so. Okay. Um, and I think there was some slight reconciliation and then they haven't spoke again in eight years. Okay. Per them. And per Monica, you know, the chatter amongst people on the internet makes it hard, made it harder for them to really sit and have a conversation because, right. you know, that kind of adds fuel to the flame. And, and per Monica, Missy really wanted them to sit down. Missy did. Yeah. Missy did. New Monica. Yeah, yes, yes. Missy did. And so... um. They had their verses. This, I don't, I think this might have been the highest viewed one. 1.1, 1. 1, wait, 1. reached 1.2 million. How many people were in and out? You know, Swiss will usually come on. And, I didn't. Oh. I didn't watch it. He usually will do like a, he will. An after hour special. I need to go back special. and watch his. I like watching his um, recap. The yeah. Zone, when he gets in his zone, zone, zone. He'll usually say like, we had 5 million people in and out or some shit like that. And then consistently 1.2. But yeah, 1.2 million people were in there damn near the whole time. 1 million for show. The Femmet Forward yeah, verses have really shown up and out. Yeah. They have merch just like Erica and Jill, but I wasn't a fan of their merch. Same. The wasn't compelled off, to buy. The face off with Monica and Brent, I wasn't really compelled to buy, but whatever. The merch was there. But, um, you know, I, I am Team Monica. I'm Team Brandy. I am Team Monica. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that Brandy is equally good. Brandy, I love Brandy too. I love her music. Never Say Never album. I play that from play that from beginning to end. No skips, baby. From the the intros, the the um, what do they call those? Interludes. The interludes, everything. I know it all. I know it all. But <laughs> um, Monica, that's my girl. Yeah. Monica and Monica showed up and showed out her look. Monica's look her is always swag. there. The songs in Twitter and Instagram took the verses and ran with it. The one that was the funniest was them putting those little white shoes on Monica. <laughs> now that I couldn't get over. I said, wow, my people. The ones where Black the, people flip and tumble it. The ones that were the funniest were the ones that was like, who, what type of people listen, like, were like, oh, yeah. and what type of people listen to Monica? And then, Which I don't think that's true. No, I don't think those were true. I don't either, think but that's they were true. just funny. You know, we just like to make shit. The funny Could another be. funny one was like Brandy saying, We're a group, and Monica saying, No, we're not. And Brandy said, We aren't. We seen the boils mine, and they had the Arthur, Arthur fist. And Monica was like, mm. And then, I didn't appreciate Monica and Brandy not singing the boy is mine. Like, that should have been a full out performance. I honestly think that they should have been singing all of the songs. I mean, I think like so Snoop too, but Dogg for and, sure. Um, yeah, that would have been iconic if they would have sung like, the song. Like, come on, why are you playing? I don't understand playing? why they weren't singing the song, but may, I was like, is something wrong with Monica's vocals? Because you know she had to get vocal surgery. But but she sang. She was singing the other songs. I know, but maybe after so long she oh. has to. Yeah, oh. maybe after if you so hit those long, notes, come on. I'm saying maybe after so long she has to rest her vocals. She barely sang. I don't fucking know. 
And Brandy was looking at her like, you know the Brandy words. Brandy was ready to have the concert full on right there. And Brandy's very thirsty for their for their. Brandy tour. was like, you know the words. You know this is your part where you go. Da-na-na. I'm like, where where is the? Why did we wait for this? <laughs> I'm like, y'all could have just played it as an outro, and y'all could have just exit stage left. Brandy was so is so ready for that tour. That's one thing I know. I'm team Brandy for the music. I like Monica too. Like you said, don't negate the fact that Monica has bangers that I love. But um. I think just probably the resonance with a lot of the Monica's, I mean, the Brandy songs Mm -hmm. growing up, listening to them, the of age content, you know, because although Monica was young singing them songs, they were mature as heartbreaking songs. It was hitting different. It It was hitting different. Once she said she was singing at 12, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Did you see that meme with the little girl smoking a cigarette that was like, Monica, after recording that first album at 12, it was like (laughs) a little girl. It was ghetto. They both were young recording that. But I feel like Brandy's content is a little more PG. Yeah, probably because Sonya was on her ass. Yeah, you know, it's more like up in the morning, new day is done. But I can't even act like the music I listened to was PG. I was listening to whatever my mother was listening to. Same, same, same. But just for me, Brandy, it was like, okay, the music. But Brandy's personality is just. (laughs) It's different. That is different. It's different for show. I'm like, we just need to take the songs and separate them from the personality. I didn't get the poems. The poems were just, <laughs> just taken. I said, okay. The fucking It was the poems for me. Poetry. I think that people are like, you know, they want to maximize the moment with these verses because granted, a lot of people are watching. So I get it. You know, wanting to make them. It was a it. lot. But the poems, I was like, Brandy. She was like, I wrote a poem. I brought my journal. I wrote it down. I, I wrote this. And I'm like, Brandy, stop. You know, this one goes out to my brother. I don't know why it turns into it. a battle. Like, if you're team Brandy, cool. If you're team Monica, cool. Like, the thing is, yeah. it's a battle. We're supposed to pick who we're with. You don't got to convince me. I know who I'm with, Monica. And you be with Brandy. People are like, how the f- how can you not be with team Brandy? Do you not hear the runs? Do Every time not- I hear the tone, I'm like, I don't even give a fuck about Brandy's tone. I'm not that technical. It's <laughs> the song choices. This? Do you not hear that? This, I'm like, I hear it. I, I enjoy Brandy too. But for the <laughs> sake of what we're doing right now, it's going to be Monica. Monica. Yeah, people are like, Brandy's tone is unmatched. Did you hear? Did you hear Monica say the tone? I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about the tone. <laughs> I actually don't care about the tone. There's just the the songs that I really like. Yeah. I'm like, Lord. And that's but that then I do that. like Monica's song. Like this and like that. Uh-huh. See, I didn't even know the like this and like that. That is a banger. There are those Monica songs I have played. <laughs> and I have played. And I I was playing that Never Say Never Today. That album by um, Brandy is just. And the Miss Thing album. The Monica Miss Thing. That the album fact is that classic. It was called Miss Thing. Classic, classic Miss Thing album is classic. That's what the like this and like that is on. Speaking of Miss Thing, oh, um, oh, and also right real quick back to the verses. People were saying because it did seem like there was some um some tension. The um, passive aggressive beef between Mon- Monica and Brandy, but I'm thinking they were just trying to keep it alive. No, you know? don't keep it alive because they were backstage hugging and laughing and having a good old time. I know, but I feel like the energy is different once they're there. It's like, I'm I don't think they know how to they keep that energy. Maybe they're keeping that energy up to like, you know. No, because I was feeling like. Nemesis vibe. I was feeling. No, I think they want to like kind of sever that because even Brandy. I mean, Monica was like, girl, why are you bringing that up? Like, you know, certain things they don't want. I don't think they want to push that narrative at all. I think they want it to be like, we're cool. But I don't think that they. um 
they know each other's vibe enough to like well yeah because this is the first time they've been in the same room together which is why it's awkward as fuck for us to watch them interacting like she's saying don't say ho oh my god apologize for my daughter and who's 17 and monica's like girl what you know it's just awkward which creates that passive aggressive energy once brandy told um told monica's daughter to cover her ears monica said my, my cheering kids know no. how i talk she was like my cheering <laughs> no exactly so my they don't really know, how know each other you know no obviously they don't weird but oh anyway um adele now she was in the comments cutting up <laughs> to cut up she's been cutting up all weekend so there was a carnival in london notting hill <clears throat> And Adele decided to put the band two knot in her head mm-hmm. and put on the Jamaican um bra, the Jamaican top. The carnival fit. I'm like, Adele, what exactly are you doing? I know she stands. She really loves black women. And she supposedly was dating a Skepta. Yeah, she was. Is she still dating him? I don't think so. I don't know. Well, I didn't know what she was doing. But the band two knot threw me off. I don't know if she's having some sort of a crises yeah she lost weight and got crazy she looked really good when she had on that black number the one that beyonce had on beyonce had that one with the little moons on it the crescents no 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 it was just a black dress like when her she first um revealed the new weight loss exactly um yeah but adele i was just like adele um that's different the bantu knot i'm guessing like what if she if was she it cultural connect, appropriation? What what exactly was she doing? How I so I think in the context of she just wanted to attend. Yeah, like to, attending the carnival. That's like the the apparel and the attire for the festival. The hair could have been sat out. That's what I'm saying. Wear the bra. Yeah, the the bra and couple with feather, feather and panty and whatever else they wear. Could have been cool. But the band too, not. I don't know who told her to do. She could have <laughs> did a slick bun. She could have did down her hair down. It could have been any other style other than the bantu knot. And honestly, she could have. There's so many other um, carnival pieces that she should, could have worn. She could have adorned a headpiece. Yeah, with the bejeweled, the bejeweled headpiece. With bun. With bun. With low bun. With low slick bun. Low slick bun covered with bejeweled headpiece. So I was a little confused, but I mean, I also wasn't hella bothered. I was just like, okay, Adele. I mean, she just looks stupid to me. Pre- she's pretty unproblematic, and yeah. I mean, she's no Kim K. Hmm? We would be on Kim K's ass. If Kim Kardashian did that. Yeah, she's immortal. She's turned herself into a black woman, so we would be pissed. We would. Like, what are you doing with our Bantu knots in your head? But hasn't Kim had Bantu knots in her head? I don't think she's done the Bantu. I think she's done the corn roll. Okay. Never have seen the Bantu, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Did you see that picture of um, North in... um, So cute. Chicago? Cute. Wow. Those little babies Those are dolls. Those kids are so cute. Like, That's what her and Kanye does do. They, Beautiful cheering. They do. <laughs> <laughs> my cheering, though. It's the cheering for me. My yeah, they do. Up. Those kids are so cute. And they seem like they're like fun but and nice and joyous. Just from what I could tell. Shit, it's the internet. I don't know. North looks tro- like she's going to be trouble. Problematic. Tr- trouble, baby. Why do you say that? She just looks fast. It's because she's bossy. She gives me fast energy. She's bossy. Fast energy. Um, what else? We have suffered a great loss this week. Another. This year. This sick year. Confusing year. Chadwick Bozeman um had colon cancer and he passed away 
unexpectedly to us, not to his family and friends who know who knew that he was battling with cancer for four years. But wow, I was shook when that popped up. That AP um, alert popped up on Twitter or something. I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Yeah, that was really strange. But um, he really kept it private because even Ryan Coogler didn't know. Yeah, it was pretty sad. And he was already planning. Um, he was already writing. Um, Black Panther too. Could you imagine? And he was like, "I wrote, I wrote, um, a lot with the intent of you playing this role." Da 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 da. Could you imagine? Hell no. Like, bro, you knew I was writing this, and you wouldn't disclose. Like, he, brother, I'm battling. I don't no. know if I'll be able to. I think he maybe, probably didn't want to make anybody worry, huh? No, and maybe he like. I don't know. I don't know what his thought process was. I mean, maybe he just really wanted to keep it sacred. You don't, you sometimes you just can't tell anybody anything because you don't know how close they're going to hold it. And also, like, maybe he thought he would overcome it. I don't know. But I, I just think he just didn't feel like sharing it. You know, who? that's very sad. And our prayers go out to Chadwick and all his friends and family members and everybody who stands with him, all of us everywhere, because we lost the hero. Yeah. You know who's been battling for a long, well, for a while longer than I thought they would? Alex Trebek. Oh, he has pancreatic cancer. They usually go quick, fast. What, is this stage four? Yes. I'm like, Alex, it's been a year. What kind of fucking magic are they putting on him? Good. No, I know, but I'm saying people don't usually overcome pancreatic cancer. Well, he's been struggling too. I don't know. I think his latest update was like one treatment. At first it was doing well and then it started not doing too well. Because mm, it's been over like, what, almost a year? Yeah. That's a long time. So that's good. He's been here yeah. fighting. Yeah. Cancer sucks. I hate it. It really sucks. It's just devastating. Um. So... Yeah, again, prayers for Chatwick and also prayers for anybody else who's battling or who oh, knows God. someone who's battling. And as someone said, now, why the fuck haven't they been able to find a cure for cancer? They don't want to. They don't. Yeah, they don't want to. That's devastating. Ugh, God, pains me. Cancer is just the devil. Yeah. It's the devil. Okay, so last week on the pod... Isn't this the part where I say last week where we do no, this? No, it's not. Damn. Um, this is the part where we encourage you all to leave okay. ratings and reviews. <laughs> the ratings and the reviews are really important for this show because they keep our show going up on the charts. They help other women and men hey, find this us. show, locate this show, dive into the episodes here. So we really depend on you all to come through and leave these um, every week. So let's highlight our review. The key word here is, well, the key words are every week. Every week. Period. Okay. Don't slack off. If you think we're never going to talk about these, then think again, because we're always going to talk about these. So this one comes from Kai Kai. She (laughs) says, must add to rotation. As a young woman learning to navigate life in my mid-20s, this podcast has given me so much life, has helped me regain focus and reaffirm that I'm not the only one going through the daily struggles life throws at you. This con- the content is raw and genuine. I find myself really aligning with Germany and Brittany's thoughts, views, and appreciate the realness they bring every week. I share this podcast with my friends who share with their friends who share with their friends. You must add to your rotation. Yes. Thank you, Kai Kai. We appreciate you for not only sharing, but taking the time to write this lovely review. And we hope you all who have not do the same. Do it. Okay. Thank you. Thank yes. you in advance. And it might be the review of the week. <laughs> 
So the reviews are one way to support the show. Another way is by joining us over on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that we are using to garner support from our community in exchange for your coins and your dollars. We give you bonus content, playlists, um, extra episodes, tons of goodies, tons of goodies over there and more to come. Yeah, we're going to do our our affirmations are dropping tonight, our monthly Audio affirmations and visual affirmations mm-hmm. will be uploaded tonight. And we're working on some other cool things. So join us over there if you're yes. not already. It's down in the show notes. It goes down. And now's the time where you talk about what we said last No. Week. Now's the time where we shout out our new patrons. Oh, yeah. See? That's all the over part. the goddamn place. So let's shout out our new patrons. Let's get it. We have Jada. Hey, Jada. Kimyata. Kimyata. Jay. Hey, Jay. Candice. What's up, Candice? Angelique. What's good, Angelique? Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. And then we have two mommies who increased their pledge this month. We have Kiana and Alexis. Hey, Kiana. Hey, Alexis. Thanks for upgrading that 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 pledge. <laughs> <laughs> did we miss heaven? No, I said heaven. I don't think you did. You said Angelique and then Jasmine. Oh, well, heaven. Hey, heaven. That's my sister's name. You've been what? Well, you were waiting to say. No, I wasn't. I just didn't want to grow a homegirl to be missed. Hey, but you know, I never call her heaven, so it's kind of weird to say heaven. Yeah, I never call her that either. Like heaven. Heaven. Now, this is the week. This is the part where I do my piece. So, episode 156 was Frango's part one The Fundamentals of Friendship. The affirmation that we shared was I have an abundance of loving, caring, like minded friendships. Friendships are some of the most important relationships in our lives. Solid homegirls and homeboys are there for us when times get tough. They encourage us to grow and hold space for us to be vulnerable. Because we love this topic and consider ourselves great friends, we figured it was only right to chat about Frangles. So, in last week's episode, we discussed the stages of friendship, the necessary ingredients for friendships and we elaborated on a few requirements of a strong and healthy friendship so if you haven't listened to that episode yet tap in or saweetie would say tap 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 in whatever i'm not crazy about that song saweetie mm-hmm, saweetie okay so continuing on with our friend goal series today we are going to be talking about growth spurts in friendships mm-hmm. and how to maintain friendships once these growth spurts occur so Growth spurts and friendships are inevitable. They're going to happen. They're normal. Um, But that doesn't mean that they're not uncomfortable or sometimes painful. Because when we first start off with these friendships, we kind of anticipate to go at the same pace with everything, especially if you're close in age. You're like, okay, we're we're going to school together. We're going to get married, hopefully around the same time, have kids around the same time, accomplish goals around the same time. But when you go, when you become a grown ass adult, you realize that it doesn't happen like that. Things happen at different paces for every motherfucking body. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Wouldn't it be great to have known? Like, yeah, that probably ain't gonna pop off like that. I, I w- it would have been great. It would have been great if we weren't living a fairy tale. I wish my mom would have been like. like what? It, that's something. one thing that I don't like about the way we were groomed, raised, spoken to. Y'all know good and well. I mean, it would kind of be dark, though, for your parents. It doesn't to have kinda... to be dark. It can just be realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, starting when we were walking around talking about, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to have two kids in a, in a house and a husband. I don't think I ever said that out loud to my mom. I probably just said that to my homegirls or to myself. Oh. I never told my mom, when I'm this age, I'm going to be this and that. I didn't say that then. She probably been like, girl, get out of my face. Go focus <laughs> on your studies. You know, black parents love to tell you to focus on something else. 
Yeah, but I mean, where do we get that age from? It came from somewhere. I think just because you think in your in your adolescent mind that 25 is so old and it seems like this age of like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. As you grow older, when you 18, 19, 20, it's like, damn, that's only a few short years away. And then you've already become fixated on the idea that 25 is my number, baby. Yeah, I don't know where that year came from, but it was like a golden year. And I think also because our parents, specifically like our parents' generation, were doing things way younger, having kids, getting married. Shit, my mom had me when she was 22. My and mom I know, had me at 21. Yeah, so if you think like, dang, my mom had me at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, whatever it is, you're thinking 25 is a good starting point. That's a good starting point to be having shit cracking. I don't really know what my mindset was. I don't even think it was that deep. But for some reason, like 25 was just the age that people were tossing out. But back to the friendship growth spurts. I thought spurts. I was about to have shit popping. Um, these, the growth spurts can look like a friend moves. Maybe you stayed local for college and they went far away or you guys both went far away. Um, one of the friend's relationship status changes, religious belief changes, someone has a baby. Those are all things that can cause a growth spurt in their friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're fucking tough. They, they can be really tough. Have you ever experienced? Yes. <laughs> the fuck? Hell yeah. You're my only friend who hasn't really hit a real growth spurt around oh, me. Oh shit, the stagnant <laughs> bitch. No, no. In other words, you're stagnant. No, if you're stagnant, I'm stagnant because bitches are moving at the same rate. Well, I think it also depends on when you meet the friend too. Not saying that there's not um an opportunity for a growth spurt to happen because no, there yeah, is definitely but the growth spurts i feel like are felt the most when you when you've had friends for a longer a long period of time. time like we started off as close friends the childhood friends yeah and we're going through life together and we're progressing and so there's more opportunity for growth spurts to happen it really hurts when it happens like that when yeah. you've been gang gang with somebody for like 10 12 15 years and then all of a sudden some dramatic or like you know oh shit you're getting you're pregnant that really changes shit i know you know it's like oh you're moving in with your boo-boo obviously my friend his different obviously um one of my closest friends got pregnant before me because she meaning me doesn't have any kids um but by the time my friend my close friend had got pregnant we had already had other growth spurts like my she we okay so me and my best friend we were roommates um and we were living together, independent, <laughs> I-N-D-E-P-E, you know the words. Yeah, the spelling. We were living together, and um, this friend, I had had other roommates before, but she was my best roommate. <laughs> <laughs> you always say that. No, really, a model roommate. Like, honestly, we would probably still be living together if a growth spurt hadn't occurred because it was seamless, easy, phenomenal match. And... um. She got engaged and I was like, oh, God damn, now I have a big chance to figure out a living situation. Mm -hmm. So that was the first growth spurt. Um, But you know what? I have to give credit to her because her intentionality with with maintaining the friendship didn't make the growth growth spurt um, wreck our friendship or make me feel completely shattered. Of course, it was a natural feelings of like, oh, God, our friendship is going to be transitioning because changing. Yeah. she's engaged and that's major and of course her focus is going to change but she's a phenomenal woman (laughs) she's a phenomenal woman and she's very intentional even to this day about maintaining the friendship to where i've never felt like i've lost a friend because of a growth spurt which hats off to you you know who you are (laughs) 
hats off to you, you know who you are, but I can definitely see how um, the opposite of that can happen. Yeah, the opposite of that happened to me. See. And it, it, I fell on a sword. That's how I felt. Bitch fell on a sword. Yeah, how did you feel? Um, Like hurt, you yeah. know, hurt. Because you, like I said, I have been friends with my, my friend group, my best friends for a long, long time. So when things started to shift, I really felt it because... Um, in particular, one of my one of my really good friends, um, she had moved in with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So that was way different than what I was doing. I was living on my own. And even in her moving with him, it wasn't like things stay like homegirl vibes. It was, it was an like automatic she, shift into her. It was an automatic wife. Like she was yeah. a girlfriend, but really like bitch was acting like a wife. Wife mode. Right. I'm like, dang, we only like 23. You can't go out? Like. <laughs> Like, what is that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And that's why I feel I feel like it hurt even more because we were so young and it was kind of happening quickly, early. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is just what happens when you move in with your boyfriend. Like, you have to take into account, like, which, uh, thinking about it now, I don't really think you do. But that's probably why I ain't a wife yet. Why? I would not be considering what these niggas want me to do. I'll be like, babe, I'll be home. Like, I mean, no, I don't to, think that's... To a degree... But not to the point where my life stops and I'm not hanging out and nurturing these other relationships. And that's healthy. You know what I'm saying? And I think I don't think that's why you're not a wife because it was a joke. I know. I'm, so. But I'm just for the people who might. <laughs> no, I know I'm to, joking. No, who just might need to hear this. Um, if that's what you like to do, like hang out and still have homegirl vibes, which I think is essential because friendships are fucking important they are they're just as important as our romantic relationships and a lot of people don't treat them as such mm-hmm. which can cause some problems a rift but, yeah um but they need to be nurtured just like we nurture our romantic relationships because they are completely different from what we what we get from a friendship is completely different than what we get from a romantic relationship and yes. i know we have that He's my best friend, you know. Gang, it's gang. different though. Come on, gang, gang. But it's a different type of friendship. For it sure. really is. So yeah, I, I was really feeling that immediately off the rip. The moving together, I'm like, okay, wow, we can't even hang out. Like, especially when you don't have hella people you hang out with. Yeah, I'm like, you can't even go out, girl. Like, yeah, that's hitting different. Like, you know, coupled within the engagement, the, the I mean. Well, I told you she was already a wife damn near. Yeah. Then the baby came. I'm like, oh, wow. Shit's really hitting You're different. a goner. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> See you later. You're a goner. Yeah. So a uh, majority of my friendships, we've kind of grown at different paces. We've grown at different paces. And I've always tried to maintain. I'm all, I feel like, and we'll get there, but I always feel like I'm the friend who's fighting. Like Brandy. Dead, yeah, out, out of Brandy and Monica. You feel me? Brandy. Like, I'm really, like, because, really like, like we had, had a conversation off the pod that, you know, friendships are really important. That's an important aspect of my life. Monica. So I want to do whatever I can to nurture my relationships with my girlfriends because that is so essential to my being. Like, I need to have engaging conversation with my homegirls. Like, there's only so much I can talk about with my boo Yeah, that transcends like our relationship right like oh but when it's like homegirl vibes i'm trying to just kick it go to brunch talk about these niggas whatever dance whatever whatever you know Mm-mm. yeah regardless of my relationship status um i've always been intentional about my friendships same in a relationship or out of out of a relationship she's I'm still pretty standing much the same 
type of friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, there's the, of course, like, when you're in a relationship, you can't hang out with your friends as frequently, like, if you're both single because your time is split. Yes. I get it. But even that's still a growth spurt. That is a growth spurt right there. You have to adapt, like, damn, I can't even hang out with my friend as much because the time is split. Yeah. So that is definitely a growth spurt that is real and felt. But... To keep the friendship standing, you guys have to be intentional about making some time to still hang out. You know what I like to do? What do you like to do? The personal tea. Because, like, I have a boyfriend now. <clears throat> but what <laughs> I like to do is invite my friend to the things that I feel like can be, like, a group setting. You know? Like, yeah, I like to sure. be like, hey, come with. Or do you want to go? Or are you interested in going? Especially like with us, because there's just like two of us. For sure. that That's great. That's definitely great. Appreciate it. Yeah, because I would be doing the same. Like if I'm in a relationship and there's something that's that I know my friend will enjoy as well and there's room for them to be invited, I'm like, come, let's go to this. You yes. can come with us. We can go here together. I've pulled up with my nigga and my friend to multiple places. Right. That, that's just what I do. Right. But you also have to carve out time still for just you and the friend too. Definitely. So, um, yeah, thank God about, we live closely. Right. We do a lot of carving out. The unofficial roommate, right? Uh, we also work together. So Yesterday I pulled up like we, this was my house. I'm like, hey, I'm here to watch the verses. <laughs> I didn't even say I was on my way. I'm like, I I didn't know, but I'm like, see, hey, I'm like, she casas to casa. I'm like, what's good? I'm here after work. The turn on the verses. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about intentionality. It is. It's very sure. important. And um. I feel like it's easy for me just because friendships are something that are sacred to me. They're like an extension of my family. Yes. And um, if they're not, if you don't feel the same, then I can see how it can be difficult because some people like they look at people as disposable, like they don't need no friends or, you know, if they have a significant other. The significant other becomes the one and done. The one and done. Or even if they don't, like some people just don't value friendships the same. Like I know some people, and this is always a key indicator for me with these bitches. What? In my past, in my past, if a woman has not maintained at least one consistent friendship, Mm -hmm. I'm a little skeptical because at this big age, What's going on? Yeah, 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 for sure. What's going on? And I, my theory is always proven correct. I have stand corrected that usually they're the common denominator and they're the sick bitch. Have to be. They're the sick bitch. And you don't want to know how I know why they're the sick bitch? Because they don't want to be my friend. Huh? Anymore. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? No, like some. They say they don't want to be your friend? No, they don't say they don't want to be my friend. But like, okay, you know. Yeah, you just got to call a spade a spade because I feel like you're dancing around it. No, I'm not dancing around it. In the dancery. I didn't mean literally they don't want to be my friend, but like there's a rift in the friendship where it's just like it has to end because they're sick. Okay. Not that they don't want to be my friend. Actually, I don't want to be their friend. Okay. So something um, will occur where you'll have to make a decision like, yeah, see, this is why I knew not to fuck with you. Exactly. Okay, got it. Something like that. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Hey, y'all. So quick break to talk about how... It's been a little challenging for myself and I'm sure others during these uncertain times. We're in uncharted territory and I know that I've had to implement some different grounding practices just to stay atop 
stay afloat you know just Mm -hmm. stay grounded and one cool product that i've implemented recently is cbd oil by ned it's been a great addition to my life um cbd is great for treating anxiety and ptsd depression insomnia insomnia yeah things of that nature and this brand ned has some high quality cbd blends yeah we've been using the full spectrum hemp oil the 300 milligrams and it's been great you know what i love about ned um because many of you know there's cbd companies all over the world Everywhere you see them popping up, you can get the drinks, all type of stuff. But it's just good to remember that all CBD companies are not created equally. So what I love about Ned is the transparency. Um, they they give you the full scope of where they get their CBD oil. They work with a local grower. So, you know, there's a lot of transparency around the brand, a lot of sustainability. Integrity. Integrity. Uh, and they're just a really, really great um, small batch, third-party tested brand yes we which is what we love we've had conversations with the founders and it's great vibes great energy and most importantly great product yes fully stand by and support this product and we know that it's something that our listeners will enjoy as well you guys know we only bring you things that we've tried that we love and that work so if you're looking for something to just kind of take help you take the edge off help you relax help you stay grounded during these weird times um, you should give it a try. There's so many different products that they offer, but yeah, the other night one. I tried it in my tea, and it worked good for you. Worked well, and you know you can try it in your coffee, um, in your tea as a little yeah. Nightcap. I usually just put a little under my tongue mm-hmm. and um, go to bed. Just chill, <laughs> rest and relax. Just chill. So if you want to check out Ned and try their CBD for yourself, we have a special offer for our podcast audience. Yay! Go to www.hellonet.com backslash bravado or enter bravado at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. Mm -hmm. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash bravado to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. You won't regret it. You will not. All right. Let us know how you like it. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. 
Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must-listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony 
In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted hormone harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. Um, Because most of my friendships, my close friendships. Your intimates. My intimates. I've had for a long time. Yeah. I'm pretty much a grab some and stick with them type of bitch. They'll put them in the pocket. <laughs> yes. In poly pocket vibes. Yes. Um, But maybe some of our girlfriends are. We get letters all the time about how people are having at at odds with friends and they want to know, is this a friendship that I should be staying in? Are we going through a growth spurt? What exactly is it? Is it is, should I mend it? Should I completely let it go? And that's why we're here today to talk about that. So here are some signs that you may be outgrowing a friendship or growing going through some growth spurts. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that the friendship necessarily has to end. Just means that there's a problem that needs to be addressed. So. You don't really care to connect. Big one. You have no desire to gang gang with your homegirls or your Mm -hmm. homeboys. Mm -hmm. And we know that in healthy relationships, you want to talk to your friends. You want to spend time with your friends. I mean, come on. Yeah. If you go a prolonged period of time without talking to your friend, I'll just be make it specific. If I go a prolonged time without talking to my friends or spending time with my friends, I'm going to automatically assume there's a problem. Yeah, for sure. There's a problem. And when someone is important to you, you make time for them. Period. I don't, yeah, it doesn't get much it's black simple. and white than that. So if you're missing out Shoot on... the Michael Jackson. If you're missing out or if your friend is missing out on key events and there's no curiosity to engage nor figure out where either of you are currently in life because things happen every day. There's so many updates happening. And there's no desire or curiosity from the other friend. This may be a sign that there's some outgrowing happening. It's a growth spurt. You done hit a growth spurt. Yeah, that's a big one. Like, I don't really know what's popping in your life anymore. Yeah. And you probably don't know what the fuck is going on. Well, you definitely don't know what's going on in mine because you ain't ring my door. At that point, that's probably when referencing last week's episode when the friendship regresses. Yeah, for sure. It's done. Yeah. Um. Second sign that, you know, you might be outgrowing a friendship or there might be a growth spurt is the only thing you have in common is the past. 
the past, beloved. So we love to reminisce, but that can't be the only thing we do. We have to focus on friendships that can change with us, right? They bring new experiences to the table instead of ones that you hold that hold you back and bring you to a certain place in time in the past. There's nothing like creating new experiences and building new memories. If we only talk about what we did at 18, (laughs) at 18, that time we took a road trip here and the time we snuck out the house and there's nothing new that's being fostered. No growth and development. Like, damn. Yeah. What's good? Like, if you had a group of homegirls and all y'all did was fight and wow. still 10 years, however many years later, y'all still, they're still on about that the... type of time, it's like, at this point, we don't fight anymore. Yeah, the lack of common interest. Yeah. The lack of common interest. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Another sign is if you're constantly judging or criticizing your friend Mm -hmm. now we know that no one is perfect at some point in time we've all criticized or judged a good friend you know yeah maybe they did something we didn't necessarily agree with did something we wouldn't have done but we're not talking about the one-offs we're talking about if every time 24 7 you're criticizing and judging your friend with somebody else like she get on my nerves she always oh she a hoe she this or even to them you know i wouldn't be doing that no yeah you know like in casual conversation like if they're doing something you or embarking on a new journey and it's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I yeah. couldn't do that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be there doing that. Yeah. It's like the. The, the passive nasty, aggressive. The undertone of nasty. The nice nasty. And honestly, we shouldn't be friends with people that we don't like and people that we don't respect. If you don't like them, if they're so annoying. And, you know, I had to learn this the hard way because I had a friend and. This was my bad because, like I said. Some, like I said last week, some friendships have to be compartmentalized. Yeah. But I had was trying to make a friend that was supposed to be um, associate. associate, move up a category, and that was bad. And you know how I knew that um, we couldn't be like close friends because something, I had noticed a pattern in the behavior because we were engaged in having conversation like friends do, right? Like yeah. if we hang out all the time, we're talking, you're sharing your stories with me. Of course, I'm making notes. Like I'm taking notes. I hear what the fuck you're saying. And so, oh, she had said something like, she had said something like oh, that this is what happened. So the guy, she, this guy was texting her or whatever we have. And she had decided to go out on a date with him. Like he took her to some fancy steakhouse or something like that. Okay. Steakhouse. Um, but she had food digger vibes. Like okay. she would go out with someone simply for the meal. She mm. wasn't really interested, but she wanted the meal. Yeah. And so she had went out on, I want to say like one or two dates. With the same person? Mm-hmm. Okay. Multiple occasions. Yeah. And so one day, like, we were just hanging out, and she was like, why the fuck does he keep texting me? And I was like, well, you're entertaining him. Like, why wouldn't he keep texting you? You've agreed to go out to two dates to the steakhouse. If you don't want him to keep texting, you probably shouldn't keep saying yes to the dates. And then the bitch snapped. Lord. (laughs) She was like. I can do what the fuck I want to do. What? Yeah, she was like, I can do what the fuck what I want to do. Just because I go out doesn't mean that he has a right to text me, da 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 At that point, I knew I can't be honest with you. No, yeah, yeah, I you cannot can't. be honest with you because, no. Yeah, she didn't want you to keep it too She didn't Virgils. want me to keep it too virgins. And I'm like, at that point, I knew we can never surpass 
where the we basic are. level because I didn't even say I don't think. I'll just say I don't think. I don't think I said anything wrong. I don't. But it wasn't received well, so that's another sign. Like, bitch, it's not a match. <laughs> yeah, we're not a match. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks and I was always talking. I'm like, this bitch is starting to get on my nerves. She did, she that. I'm like, we don't need to be friends anymore. Yeah, it's pulling out the dark energy. Yeah, period. Pulling out the dark energy. So the next sign that you might be outgrowing a friendship or maybe there's a growth spurt is you don't feel supported. Now this rings, rings a resonance for me. <laughs> so um, it's critical to be there for your friends in the good times and the bad times. Plain and simple, friends support one another, beloved. Yeah. And they communicate about what they need to feel supported. So both parties should be making sufficient air effort where it feels like enough for one another. Right. Everybody should be having their cup filled up. Yes. Um, This part is key to me. This is key for me and my friendships because I try to do everything I can to be there for my people. Right. Right. If that means I got to go to one event at one point and leave there and go early or do extra to help here or whatever it looks like to make sure people know that I care and that there's support from me to you. Um, I'm gonna do it. So when I don't get the same thing in return, it feels like a punch in the face for sure. Closed fist. I'm like, Ooh, she just punched me and I will give you all a personal example. <laughs> <laughs> Lay it on us. A personal example. Well, I have two, but I'll save it. Okay. Trying to think, should I tell the birthday incident or what's the other one? I'll tell you which one. The show, the live show. Ooh, they're both. They're both fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're both pretty fucked up. Damn. I can fucking birthday. tell them both. Shit, yeah. It don't matter. Birthday. Well, the birthday. Okay, so actually, I'll start with the event. Okay. So we had our first live show last year in June. Pretty fucking big deal. It was our hundredth episode party. It was a grand deal. It was the first time that we were doing like an actual event here. Um, and it was something that we were really proud of. We had worked really hard on it. We had been planning it for months. So it was a pretty like special occasion for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't even reach out to my friend to let her know about this specific event because historically there has been moments where something would come up and she would not be able to make it or flake or renege or whatever the case is. And I had learned to create a boundary around the invites, like to not, expect her attendance because I knew more than likely she wouldn't come. So it was a way of protecting, protecting myself. Yourself. Yeah. Protecting yeah. myself as well. To Preventing not, disappointment. Exactly. Just accepting where she was and accepting where I was and that maybe that wasn't what we did anymore. So I didn't, I didn't share the invite to the event. I left it as what it was. Um, but she reached out to me and was like, yo, or they or actually she just bought a ticket. She bought a ticket and sent a screenshot like, oh, I'm pulling up. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. Like, that's cool. I can't wait to see you. It's going to be good. Whatever, whatever. Thank you for supporting. Right. Mm -hmm. Bam. Um, fast forward. The event comes. The event comes and, and goes. And she was not present. And I, I had even, uh, I didn't send a message and say, hey, where were you? Because I know the dynamic and likely I figured she wasn't going to come. But because I didn't receive any notification, any notification is the word here. Notification about not being able of to come. not coming. Yeah. Um, the days before, the day of, the hour of, nothing. Not even the next the day. day. after? No. Not even the de next day. Not even a week after. There was no communication about, hey, I, I, I'm sorry I didn't pull up or whatever. 
Um, Consideration. Yeah. So she didn't come to the event. And I was a little, a little heartbroken about it because it was like having a daddy, having a daddy who's not there. No, I'm serious. It's like having an absent parent and no. then they pop in and it's like, oh, I'm pulling up on you. I'm going to pick you up. And then you wait all day Man. and then they don't show up. And it's like, fuck, you could have just stayed gone. And Especially that would have been easier. We're trying to protect yourself by not even extending. Exactly. And not putting any pressure on her to feel obligated to come. Right. So um, now that that wound was opened up, we were in a group chat talking about something completely like uh, not related to the, the event. event and mind you I haven't heard from her and she was just talking about regular shit and I'm like my nigga I'm not gonna be able to continue on <laughs> <laughs> I'm not because I'm, I gotta say something because it's already been burning me and I've been resisting bringing it up yeah. in efforts to not create conflict yeah but I'm like no I don't deserve this yeah I'm too good too good too, too, too often good. right so I'm like yo you know what is this about um I would have preferred if you number one we have fans, beloved, calling a spade a spade. <laughs> Not fans like that, but homegirls. Supporters, yeah. Supporters, right? Who would have much rather been at the event. And the event was sold out, like, quick. So yeah. it's like, if you weren't going to come, I would have much rather you would have left that spot available to somebody who much would have rather been there and could have enjoyed the message and wanted to interact with Brittany and I. Yeah. Like, uh, it was limited seating. People were messaging us. Trying to come. Yeah. So I'm like, sis. So that really rubbed me the wrong way. And that spoke to the level of support that was lacking in the friendship at that time. Yeah. Right. And then fast forward. So that happened. I'm like, oh, actually. That was after. That was after. And I think that's why I was burning you so much because you were still scarred from the initial incident. That was. So then I fast forward. It was my birthday because that was June. Rewinding. Rewinding. Yeah, we were already 30 when we did that. That was last year, 2019, when we did the live show. You're right. Yeah. So actually, I got to rewind it and back it up and dump it. I thought I was doing it in chronological order. <laughs> so I turned 30 in October of 2018, right? Yeah. And my good friend here and our other good friend, Kayla, was assisting with throwing me a little party. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> long story short. I'm expecting to see all my main things there. I mean, you only turned 30 once. That only happens once. 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 I was expecting to see all my people there. And, and long story short, she didn't show up, which hurt. Which scarred you. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you couldn't make any arrangement. I was going to turn 30 all year. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm just saying. Yeah. And my birthday is usually a pretty big deal to me. Even if I'm not doing anything, I still want to, like, know I'm cared for. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, dang, you couldn't like make whatever arrangements. And I don't know if that's selfish of me um, having a real honest moment. I don't know. I don't have a lot of the factors that are going on in her life that are going on in my life. So maybe I'm lacking empathy in that regard. I don't know. Um, she's has a, a completely different life than I do. Right. And kids being one of those factors. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a sitter thing. I don't know. But to, for me, for me, and I can only speak for myself. I would have been making every effort and going through whatever lengths necessary to show up for my friend, right? To make sure I had accommodations in place. Like, yo, I'm a, even if I'm pulling up for 30, 40 minutes, an hour, I would have been like, I'm a slide on you. Yeah. So my feelings were pretty hurt badly. I'm like, wow, I would never miss my friend's like birthday, especially if it's something like a milestone. A milestone. Yeah. Now if it's like dinner, I can't get a sitter or I can't get out the house. Can I go to dinner with you next week? Can we make it up? But a party, my nigga. 
And I think that's what it is. I don't think she that was hurt. I don't think that you're selfish at all. Um, we we do have to make space for lives that are different from ours. And I can say that you do. You know, I try. Yeah, you do make space because you do understand that you guys are in different seasons and have different responsibilities. But at the same time, it is also the intention of your friend. It should be the intention of your friend to make you feel supported in ways that they know that you feel supported, which means. And hold space for me. Yeah, holding space for you the same way that you hold space for the friend. It has to be reciprocal. Back and forth. And that is going going on to say that you know that she can't make everything. Of course Period. Not. That's and I think that's why I had I had already stopped expecting her to make everything. Exactly. I expected her to make nothing. So when I expect you to really make nothing, and there's a few, well, really rarely anything, but a few things I'm like pull up. And that's the thing. There was the expectation. If the expect expectation is dropping down to nothing, then that's when we have to reassess the friendship, the friendship because yeah. our friendship is showing up. The bar was pretty in low. the best way that you can. And we all know if we're doing the best that we can. And we know that friendships require some level of sacrifice as well. So I don't think that you're being selfish. I think that um, you've communicated how you would like to be supported, which is a key piece. And it is a responsibility of your friend to support you in that way. And if they can't, then. Can't be friends. Yeah. Sorry, Deborah Cox vibes here. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it always hurts me. It hurts I know me that's because, sad. Friendship breakups are sick as fuck. Yeah. And I'm a feeler. I'm sensitive. It's a big part of my life. So I'm thinking like, why doesn't this hurt you the way it hurts me? That's how I feel. Like, you don't see me hurting. Because you pro guys probably don't ha hold friendship to the same regard. I know. And that's the sick part. Yeah. That's the really sick part. And that's why I only have one intimate now. <laughs> <laughs> One intimate, but plenty homegirls, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my story about support. It's just important to me because I show up for motherfuckers. Support is important to me, too, and I show up in ways that I want to be shown up for. Period. I don't I don't expect anything that I don't give. Exactly. I'm not expecting for anybody to bend over backwards for me while I'm standing up straight. Mm -hmm. We're both bent at the hip. <laughs> We're both in a trust fall There's position. Both We're both. We're both hinged at the hip. And yes. so show up because some people will also take, take, take. And that's another way that I've had to assess friendships. Like that's speaking back to the bitch that I had to, <laughs> that, that couldn't take honesty, which is an essential piece in friendship. It was a taker spirit. Mm -hmm. Like she would allow me to drive all the time, never offering to drive. And I know that seems majorly minor, but no. Yeah, no. No drive. And also, like, if I pay for something out of convenience, never offering to hurry up and pay it back, pay back or I have to track you down for coins. And yeah. it's like, have respect, yeah. have respect for people's money. I have respect for people's money. I try to pay back immediately. If sometimes it slips my mind, it comes back. I do the immediate payback. It comes back. It comes quickly, like within the day or so, like, oh, I got to get transfer this girl this money. Yeah. But it's never like I'm a sit on it. I'm away. At I'm that away point, I'm like, week. you're sne sneaky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're sneaky, bitch, because you know what what's due. Right. What you owe. <laughs> and then I'm sending you a cash app request. Like, why do I got to do this? And I, yeah, the energy was just weird. Very taker energy. Very non-reciprocal. And I can't fuck with bitches like that. Mm -mm. Because I really show up and I show out. And yeah, no. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Um, another sign that you may be outgrowing a friendship is if 
or going through a growth spurt is if you feel awkward in their company. So perhaps you and your friend are hanging out and you feel like you're walking on eggshells. Maybe you're avoiding certain topics and efforts to avoid eliciting negative responses or feelings. This sucks. If you can't really be honest. Yeah. Like have, ooh, I don't like withholding. And I've had this situation too. Like you don't really want to tell in fear of being judged. I mean, it's not even tell. It's just like finish, finish, finish this. Okay. And then we get into the personal. Um, This might be a sign that your friend is pushing against your boundaries and the limitations for you set for the friendship. Yeah. Do you have a personal experience for this? Um, That you like to share? Um, not one that I can think of right now. That you're drawing on. Yeah. Um, so like, like you mentioned, honesty is pretty essential. And I think in the past I was even more direct and blunt. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, um, I think that developed out of being so close with my friends, like growing up and you know, when you're younger, you damn near don't got no filter. It's just like, bitch, you don't need to be with him. No, we yeah, fucking we hate be him. All up in, we be in each other's yeah. business to the point where it's like, girl, hold on. Right. Bo new boundaries have to be placed as you grow older. Like right. you can't really talk about my nigga. You can't really come at me like that. Right. So um, in the past, I was a little bit more abrasive, uh, but I've learned to refine it a lot. And um, there would be times where I wanted to be like or I, I would be like, hey, you know, and really out of out of concern. Out, yeah, of out of fucking concern more than anything not out of you not doing it the way i would do it because mm -hmm. honestly i don't know how the fuck i'm gonna do it when i get ready to do it right but it's more out of concern for your mental health like yes. are you are you good sis yeah so when i get ready to make um comments like hey you know are you getting out of the house we don't hang out i don't know who you're hanging out with um like are you able to detach from your motherly duties from your wifely duties whatever it is your title your roles are you able to just be yourself right are you able to detach and have those moments and then i'm feeling like damn i can't even ask the bitch is she good yeah you know like because then you're gonna feel offended that i don't attacked. agree with your lifestyle or the way that you are living and i'm like bro i can't even be like, like concerned concerned like hey are you okay yeah and it's not because i think that you live a miserable life i'm just checking in on you because I see shit on the internet. I was just about to say, because you're informed about. Exactly. All because I'm not like a mom or a wife doesn't mean that I have no conceptualization of what the fuck these moms and wives are going through. Right. Because people are transparent and honest about their journey right. and they share what the fuck they're going through. So I'm like, damn, the mamas kind of be going through it. it. The mamas and the wives can. I understand yeah. there's bliss. Right. I understand we're, we're thankful for the children. I understand we love the household being covered with the husband. But I understand also that there's an underbelly. <laughs> there's an underbelly to there's that underbelly there's an underbelly no there is though. there's an underbelly and if we're just calling a spade a spade then when you have your homegirls and there's trust and there's honesty yeah. and there's transparency and there's confidentiality then we would understand that this is a safe space and what i'm asking you is not to demean or or belittle or riddle you or fucking term, term um like pick at you yeah about whatever it is that you're doing that i'm not doing is exactly. to really say like are you good and are once okay? I can't, once I can't say, are you okay? Then what do are we need, really doing? Once I can't say, um, I'm here to lean on. <laughs> I understand that it might be hard, but let me know. Let me let you know that I'm here for you. If I can't say that, hey. There's been a growth spurt or some outgrowing happening. Issues yeah, are happening. Because if we're real friends, you should know my intent. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like know that I'm coming from a space of, like you said, genuine concern, love and care. Yeah. And this is your opportunity to be vulnerable, which is an essential piece in friendship. Yes. 
I am opening up the floor for you, letting you know that I'm here to hear you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to do whatever you need me to do to assist you. Right. So go ahead and be vulnerable. But it's because um, and not making excuses, but I think it's partially because um, being vulnerable in the space of motherhood and of being a wife is fairly new. That concept is fairly new. Yeah. People don't want to admit that it's a little tough sometimes. Right. They want to look like this is what I pray for. This is what I ask for. I have it. It's perfect. I have no complaints. You're not going to think that this is not what like it, yeah, not hard good. for me in any way. And, um, but that's why friendship should be a sacred space where you can be honest. If you say that you're having a hard time, I'm not going to think that your marriage sucks or that you don't love your kids. I'm going to appreciate you being honest. And we know that everything isn't perfect and everything isn't always happy. That's in a marriage, out of a marriage, whatever the fuck it is. And sometimes you know, just need to vent it and then you can reset and go back and do whatever it is you've been doing. Yeah. And I'm such a Lilo person. I'm such a lean in, lean on type of bitch. Same. That it's like, hey, I'm here. My shoulders are here. Yes. Okay. My lap is here. My lap, lean in, lean on. I'm like, a, let me kick, let me pick your kids up from you for you from school on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, let me offer you some relief. Let me schedule you a massage. Like, let me, I'll come to your house and watch your babies while you're there. And you can go out and do whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm such that kind of person where I'm like, okay, if I can ask you how you're doing. Yeah. There needs to be some restructuring. For sure. Restructuring needs to happen. And it sucks when you realize like, oh God. The, we, cue the boys to men. We are at the end of the road. The end of the road. Then it's the end of the road. We're end of the road. I'm like, wow. But if you feel like you're at the end of the road and maybe you felt like, oh my God, we've hit a growth spurt, you know, because of a n- numerous amount of different things. And you want to... um maintain your friendships like maybe it's not something you want to just cut off some people do have to get cut off yeah. they have to but some things can be um reconciled some things can be mended and so here are some ways that you can maintain your friendships through the go- growth spurts so first celebrate each other's joys true friends celebrate each other's success milestones and happiness regardless of whether that experience reflects their current phase of life. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be on the same trajectory to celebrate your home girl. Celebrate them because you're happy for them. You want to see them joyous. Again, not saying that this is something that comes easy because it can be difficult, but you want to feel joy too. And you want to be celebrated when you, ha- when you obtain your joy. So celebrate your friends. It's their turn right now. Yeah. And when your turn comes, they'll be they'll celebrating, celebrating for you. you. Exactly. Cheering you on. Um, also, Communicate and have patience. Have open and honest conversations with your friends about how change how changes are affecting you. Again, we mentioned vulnerability. That's key here. If you're the friend on the receiving end, be patient with your friend as they adapt to the new changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, patience is important because if I'm adapting to my new lifestyle, I can't be helping you adapt to my adapting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm adapting too, girl. Give me a little grace. Yeah. And um, although there's room for grace, communicate. Yeah, I think the communication has to come from the friend that may be affected by the growth spurt. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why there should be safety in a friendship to where you can say, you know, this is a little challenging for me. Like, not like I'm not that I'm not happy for you, but I do have to adapt. And the patience can come from the person who may be experiencing the blissfulness of it. Like, I totally get it, girl. Or also, like, maybe... A friend may be going through a hard time and the other friend may be going through a great time 
and having some patience with a friend who's having a hard time because right now we're not, I'm, my spirits aren't lifted, sorry. So you have to have patience with a friend and understand that right now we're not on the same page, but I'm patient. Yeah. Okay, what else do we have here? It's also important to be flexible. Um, when you're maintaining these friendships during growth spurts, because um, there's going to be change, there's going to be differences, but we have to be open to new ways of connecting. We can't always do what we used to do with our homegirls. It looks new now. Maybe it looks like you're seeing the nigga more. Maybe it looks like you got to come to the house or maybe it look, whatever it looks like, it's going to be different new ways of connecting. If you move across the country, we're schedule, not going to schedule meetups. Like trip. I'm going to come to yeah. you in the first quarter of the year, the last quarter of the year, you'll come to me or we'll meet up in uh, Jamaica. Yeah. We'll do something to keep nurturing the friendship. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and meet in the middle. Yes. Meet in the middle. Cause I can't always come to you beloved. No, we have to come to each other. We, we sure. have to, we have to come to each other. Um, next, don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Being direct can be a little bit awkward um but asking for what you need from your friend from the and from the friendship ensures that resentment doesn't pile up yes this is the this is that girl if you need to talk to your friend like hey i understand it like your things are changing for you things are changing for me but can we make sure that we talk twice a week twice a week on the phone like let's get a schedule pop in or like hey let's do a monthly brunch yeah you know whatever it is or like hey i, I feel like there's distance between us I just need to connect with you and make sure that I, I feel heard and I feel seen by you. Whatever that looks like, vocalize it because the worst thing is you doing all the work, the friendship being one-sided, and then the resentment piles up and you feel like you want to slap the girl. Yeah, if you're the only one calling, you're the only one texting, you're the only one initiating hangouts. You're the only one saying what it is you need. Yeah. It's like, okay, the broken record. You remember on the... um. Little Mermaid, when Sebastian says, I want to kiss the girl, or you want to kiss the girl. No, you don't. If you don't understand by now that I don't uh, But certain movies are classics. Okay, my only thing is when I said slap the girl, that's what I thought about. <laughs> slap the girl. Oh. You want to slap her, okay? Did they ever, oh, we dang, Mermaid live action is probably postponed now, huh? I can't imagine anything happened live action this yeah. year. Not a damn thing. Um... Lastly, another cool tool that we found is called um, using the friendship circle. Triangle. It ain't a circle, boo-boo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm paying my circle of life. The friendship triangle. So the friendship triangle is a good diagnostic tool to use if things are feeling a little weird. So this is a concept created by author of Friendtimacy. So cute. Mm -hmm. um, Shasta Nelson. The friendship circle is made of three. Triangle. If you call it a circle what one more time. The friendship triangle is made of three equally long sides. So the base is positivity. And the two sides of the triangle are consistency and vulnerability. So if you look at your friendship through this lens, it's much easier to see what's off balance and adjust accordingly. These are essential pieces. Positivity, consistency, and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Take a look at it. See, oh. She's we haven't being, been right. She, she hasn't been calling me really, as much. She's not being really vulnerable. Um, Germany swear I don't be being vulnerable. Like you didn't tell me that. You well, you don't. Okay. Well, I've, I've been telling. Now I need to look at I've my friendship you, through this. I've list. been telling you more things, haven't I? Yeah, you have. I've been updating you as soon as stuff happens. Progress is being made. Progress is being made. Yes, growth. So Kellyanne. Yeah. Mm, pardon me. She's full. <laughs> 
So yeah, I mean, yeah, great tools to use. Um, and hopefully that's helpful. We hope so. Using using this next time you start lacking your vulnerability, I'm gonna be looking at our friendship triangle. Putting it in a triangle. Looking through the lens. They're all important. Positivity, consistency, vulnerability. That's a friendship. Sounds simple, but that don't mean friendships are easy. No. Their work, be intentional. Intentional. Damn, I need church to open up. Oh my God. Never I was thinking that the last week, like church needs to open up ASAP. They yeah. said they're gonna be opening them back up. With a hundred capacity, but what the church, fuck does that look like? Our church has way more than a hundred people. Oh God! Now we're gonna be fighting to get in there like the club. I can't be there much earlier than I get there. I, I cannot we be there. We barely made it on time. That's what I'm saying. We be always like ten minutes late. I can't. Oh God! The work schedule for church. And honestly, truly, uh, the virtual experience. I'm over it. It doesn't hit the same. I need to be in the house of the Lord. I need to feel that praise and worship music like I felt those DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I need it. to have my hands up. I need to hear. I, I need to be clapping. I need to be grasping hands with my neighbor. Probably not the hand part probably during COVID. Won't be. And I'm happy because the that touch, gets weird. Look, touch your neighbor, look at your neighbor the all throughout agree. the service was killing me. I'd be wanting to just turn and look at you and hold both of your hands. Whenever you went there, <laughs> I was like, if Germany don't get here, that's my neighbor, my permanent neighbor. <laughs> like, let's just turn and look at each other. Hold. <laughs> Two hands. We hold both our hands. My permanent neighbor. Lord. Okay. So, so we have a girlfriend gag. Wow. It's been a minute since we brought a girlfriend it gag. Has. We get them all the time, but you know. This one was really fitting. This was this perfect, perfect. We plugged it right in. So our girlfriend gag is essentially where you can send your thoughts, your concerns, your questions to us um, at contact at the com, And we'll gag about it here on the show. You can also DM us. And sometimes we'll respond, but it's best to just expect it to come on the show. Yeah. Expect it to come on we, the show. We prefer to just talk about it on the show because chances are somebody else might be have gone through this, may go through this. And so why not help multiple sisters at one time? Period. And then we'd be going back and forth with y'all in the DMs all day about right, copying mm, and pasting. This is what you should do. And then you respond. And then we go back and forth. It turns into a lot. Yeah. So um, the message, this is a long one, guys. So hold on to your titties. Okay. It says, A cups. Yeah. <laughs> Grip them. Hello, ladies. I'm in need of some serious advice with my best friend, who's also my roommate. She she even prefaces and says she's sorry it's so long, but it'll come together. She promises. Okay. So to give a little context, me and my best friend, who we'll call Lily, have been best friends since eighth grade. Since the day we've met, we've been inseparable. If I had no one to talk to, I always felt that Lily had my back and understood what and how I felt about everything from life, boys, family, and more. Almost two years ago, we decided to move in together since it's been a dream of ours since high school. The first few years were amazing. It was everything I imagined it to be, but then things started to take a change for the worse when I got scammed by someone on Cash App. Financially, I have yet to fully recover from this, but everything was fine because my best friend took over and helped with everything, her and her boyfriend. Her boyfriend moved in, more like stayed the night and never went home, mm -hmm. around December of 2019. And although it took me a really long time to get used to him, we all started to click and I started to claim them as my own little family. How cute. A few, a few weeks ago, me and Lily got into an argument. To make this long a little shorter, it was basically about the new guy that I'm dating and how she feels as if I'm changing because of him. This really hurt my feelings that she said that and a bunch of other things, so that even... So wait, sorry, guys. This really hurt my feelings that she said that and a bunch of other things. So even after we made up, I still kept my distance a little and she made it even easier since she's so far up her boyfriend's ass now. She can't <laughs> see the sun. A week ago, they got into an argument. And since I was in my room, I heard everything. I kept hearing her boyfriend repeat over and over. 
I stole money from y'all and hung out with y'all the same day and y'all didn't do anything. Hold on, what? I'll repeat it. A week ago, they got into an <laughs> argument. And since I was in my room, I heard everything. I kept hearing her boyfriend repeat over and over. I stole money from y'all and hung out with y'all the same day and y'all didn't do anything. And I get so annoyed every time y'all bring up the scam stuff. And that's when I realized he was the one who did the cash app scamming. Mm-mm. It was he who did the Mm-mm. cash app scam, scamming. And it would have been me who ran out of my room and then <laughs> and that room immediately. Ass. Like, so you the motherfucker. Hold on. She goes on to say, I feel hurt and betrayed because I had suspicions that he might have been the one who stole my money. And my best friend practically fed me with lies. So I didn't continue to investigate. Now things are weird because she doesn't talk to me, although we live in the same house and I can't look at him or her in the eye. Now, pause. He wouldn't be in the house. <laughs> he actually would not be in the house. And she wouldn't either because you lied. To well, the men. bills have to be paid. So stay and get shit taken care of. But he cannot come here. I'll keep going. We already made an agreement that after our current lease is up, they'll look for their own apartment and I'm finding my own. I really can't wait now. I've been considering cutting all ties with Lily. After after all of this, she broke my trust when I thought she was the only one I could trust. Should I remain cordial with her or am I an asshole for not speaking to her, even if we live in the same house? Sorry this was so long. I hope I didn't bore you guys. Just desperate for advice. Mamacita. Are you the asshole? Right. I'll tell you who the asshole is. Lily and that sick man of hers. How dare you scam me? How dare you scam my friend? Well, he didn't. Oh, he, he scammed sc- her he friend. He scammed her friend. Yeah, she knew about it. She and found Lily out. And Lily knew and fed her friend lies so that she wouldn't continue to investigate and eventually find out that it was Lily, Lily's boyfriend who scammed her. You guys are sick as fuck. What's well, done in the dark cord- always comes to the and light. And I could never be cordial with Lily again. You're, I don't. I can't trust you. No, I, I couldn't either. I would probably be looking for ways to break that lease. Like, what do we need to do? Moving back home. And I know that's not everybody's circumstances, but I wouldn't even feel confident and comfortable having my shit there. We've been best friends since eighth grade. Wow. We've been best friends since eighth grade. And she says this has been a dream of theirs since they were in high school. And that's what I'm saying. I don't like when people switch up like that. You allow this nigga to cause you to act a fool and cover up for him. The moment he stole from my friend... I wouldn't have been able to trust him anymore. How are you going to scam my friend? And we've all been living together like a little family. Right. So she said, so she says a breakup would have occurred. For I would have sure. had told, I would have told uh, my home girl, he, the nigga stole from us. That's what if I, if he stole would, from you, he stole from me. It would have been us against him at that point. I would have been like, girl, I just had to break up with his ass because why is he the one that scammed you? Exactly. <laughs> why is he the one that scammed you? I do not. And furthermore, he must have given her some money or taken care of it because she was able to cover all the bills. Because Mamita said. And if you're scamming for me to stay here. No. She, yeah, because she said. She said she lost that her she, job or what? she. No, she said that she never fully financially recovered, but it was all good because exactly. Lily was able to take care of everything. And it, it would be at and that how moment. how much money did he steal? I just, no. Who knows? You know, people be sick with the cash app joints. You know, it's very sad, mama. The lack and, of integrity is sickening to me. I can't deal with somebody like that. And I don't even think there needs to be a cordialness. There does, doesn't need to be a cordialness. Just either. come in your house. Your, it's your home. It's her home. We get it. Keep your shit where your shit is. Let she me can tell keep you her something. shit where her shit is. 
Let pay me the rent something. and be done. If you don't want to beat Lily's ass, which I understand, violence is not the answer, and you are deciding to stay in there until the lease is broken, Lily would feel that I'm not fucking with Period. her. Period. There, no there would be no words There would be no words. There would be no looking in the eye. There would be nothing. We would have a cooking schedule. There Bitch, what day nothing. you want to cook? And eat your leftovers the next day. We will be alternating <laughs> the kitchen. There will be nothing for me to Lily. And that's on period. There will be absolutely nothing. She would know that there's no room, no feeling in my heart for her. And her nigga would not have to stop coming. Either he's going to stop coming here or you're going to have to stop coming yeah, here. Yeah, I would be like, and whoever's not on the lease can't stay here. So he's going to have to figure it absolutely out. Absolutely not. And I will go and tell the landlord as well. But you know, this gets sticky. I don't know. If he's scamming, you remember that situation. And I'm not trying to make anybody scared. But this is real. And shit is sick. Remember that situation where that girl, um, where were they away at college, right? And that girl, it was two friends or two girls who were roommates. Oh, and she got, she, she, she killed. killed her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they was accusing was her of Atlanta. some assault or something. Atlanta or some Atlanta. shit. It's yeah, like, she had addressed the roommate or so they had got into an argument or something. And then she ended up yeah. killing her. So I understand like wanting to be safe and protect yourself i would be trying to move out but uh hopefully she said the lease is ending soon right it has to and i would probably be i don't know what your family dynamics are or if you have another friend i would be like i'll pay my rent on the first but there's nothing i would probably go as, yeah i was probably, probably i would be go as far it, to pay it and not stay there and not stay there i would be making arrangements to get the fuck out of there because they're sick and they're weird or breaking that lease yeah which is expensive though I know, but damn, something's got to give. She doesn't deserve. So, no, I would not be cordial with her. You are not the asshole. Fuck her and fuck the time y'all were friends. Because They're she, the assholes. She threw it out the window when she decided that she was going to let her nigga scam you and not tell And you. how dare she come to you? Like, she has your best interest at heart talking about she doesn't like your new nigga. I would be like, baby, can I come stay with you? <laughs> can we? Can we live together? Can we stay together? What's the dynamic at your home? Can a bitch shack up for a month or two? Godly, while while Lily gets out of the place, oh my God, heart wrenching. Lily sick. Prayers for your pocketbook. Seriously. Prayers for your dynamic with this sick girl. Yeah, and we're lifting you up, little sister. We are. For we sure. are lifting you up in prayer. You honey. don't deserve a Lily, and Lily for sure doesn't deserve you. Cover you in Jesus's name. All right. So, if anybody else has it has any letters, girlfriend gags, specifically related to friendships, and that's what we're talking about with this recent series, mm -hmm. send them over. We'll gag about them here on the show. And uh, yeah, I think that's all we have for this week. That's it. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.